To what extent is vulnerability a good thing? People talk about letting your guard down, and I get that being open is nice, but being taken advantage of certainly isn't. Barriers are necessary to some extent, but if you just think about it practically, barriers can keep out the good as well as the bad. That's the problem with barriers. If you have a shop and you want to make sure that no merchandise gets stolen, very simple solution, keep the shutters down padlock them lock the place in don't have any staff as well there's a risk there just keep all the stuff locked up really well and we can see what the problem is there you're going to have no customers as well as no theft so there's a bit of an issue uh, if you go the other extreme and you just leave all the stock out and it's a free for all well you might also have more theft than than customers that's not going to work for the opposite reason so there's some balance to be found and Finding that balance can seem a bit scary, but it definitely is something that's that's necessary. So when it comes to having barriers, the question then is, what are some of our priorities? What are things that matter to us? Because if we switch the retail example for a social example, and we say that, okay, socially, uh, I don't want to get hurt. Well, again, like the retail example, there's a simple solution there. Just don't connect with anybody. No relationships, <laughs> no friendships. Don't, don't even chat to somebody at the bus stop. Don't even make eye contact because you might have some vague affection for them. And then you might be disappointed if they don't glance back or something like that. So this is the path of, of maximum barriers and complete isolation. So, you know, I'm obviously exaggerating slightly, but only slightly. But you can see that the risks that come with that strategy are, are already, I mean, from the get-go, you've lost so much that it probably isn't a sustainable strategy. So there's a bit of a, a balancing act to, to be found there. So within establishing your values, if there's something that you don't care about, well, then it probably doesn't matter. You can have barriers up there if you want, because that's that doesn't need to be part of your life if it's not one of your values or your priorities. But within areas such as creativity, relationships, experiencing the world, just the, the, the kind of things that we all need to some extent as part of our day-to-day -day health. The other thing to appreciate there is that our barrier systems are not all or nothing. They can be much more contextual. So there is such a thing as the right time and the right place to let down the barriers. And I mean, most people do this even in their homes. You know, if you, if you have a front gate, you might close it in the evening or at night, but you might have it open in the morning when a neighbor drops over, things like that. Um, you're going to do this any time you park a car. You know, you kind of instinctively know that sometimes there's a wrong place to park a car or sometimes there's at least a better place to park a car. So, again, you're not being too binary about it. You aren't saying, well, I'm not going to leave my driveway at all in my car because you know, what's the point of having a car then? But nor are you just going and finding the most dodgy industrial estate somewhere that you can find and park in there and leaving the doors open. You know, so there's this sense of, of kind of finding that balance somewhere in the middle. And... The other thing then, as well as context, is reciprocation and kind of an earning of trust over time as well. Because the balance to be struck and the advantage of the vulnerability is, what the vulnerability is, I suppose, by definition, is a kind of a lowering of barriers. And the advantage of lowering those barriers is it allows other people to connect with us. 
Uh, it allows other people to maybe see areas where we have need and to support us, to maybe give us advice, to help us. And even if when we lower those barriers, we find that it doesn't go so well or it's a bit uncomfortable, arguably, as long as it's not too extreme, arguably, if it's to the right degree, that's still rather useful. Because it's like, imagine if you're a student and you're doing a course and you're afraid to ever submit an essay to the teacher because you don't want to be vulnerable to show your work to the teacher. And of course, the problem with that then is, is if your work is great, you won't get that feedback. So you, you can't feel satisfied in knowing that. And if your work could be improved, you're not going to get that feedback either. So there's a real loss in that. But again, context. What you're not doing is, is just showing your work to anyone. Firstly, they're a teacher. They're in a course and you've consensually chosen to enroll in that course. And ideally, not always the case, but ideally you have enough of a relationship with that teacher as well that they kind of get where you're coming from. There's a bit of an ongoing process there. So they know that even if you don't perfectly articulate yourself in a given moment, they kind of get the gist of what you meant and they're able to help you maybe in expressing that in that particular example. So that's, I think, a really useful way of thinking about it. So rather than think of being vulnerable or not being vulnerable, you can say, well, absolutely, dropping those barriers really stands to benefit me in certain situations. But then the question becomes, what are those situations? So as is typically the case with these things, experimentation, good old scientific method, is often the best way to find out what those situations are, where those moments are. And you don't have to do these big Indiana Jones risky scenarios where you just you know drop all boundaries and go for it. It can be in little ways. It could be just with somebody who you you know have a reasonable relationship with. Maybe ask their opinion on something. You know, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think of that? You know, so that that can be a very endearing thing when somebody looks at you, <laughs> when they say something about themselves, but they invite your perspective. You know, so that can be a really useful thing socially. It can help the other person feel important. And, you know, ultimately you gain from that because you get a perspective. Now, it's not that you need to necessarily do everything that they say. It's not that you need to devalue their perspective, even if you uh, disagree with it, but you can understand their perspective, but you can also recognize there might be 10 or 20 other perspectives you can maybe ask the same question to other people and gather that information and then put them all together and see what you got. So something like that can be rather useful. So if you're practicing that vulnerability in that way, then you're going to find for yourself what works. And you will probably get it a bit wrong. But again, because you're not doing anything too massive or too crazy, it's not going to matter terribly. You're not going to get it too terribly wrong. You might feel a bit, ugh, a little bit vulnerable. But again, that's the point. And that's nice because that means you're tapping into something real. You know, we assume that uncomfortable feelings are bad. Where who, Whoever said that? <laughs> uncomfortable feelings are bad. Sometimes that's the problem. We're trying so, so hard to not feel uncomfortable that we make ourselves feel substantially more uncomfortable. You know, and it's, it's like kind of pulling off the bandage sometimes. You know, if you're actually just torturing yourself over hours rather than just doing it, it can be more of a problem. So again, I'm not suggesting that you go looking for problems here, but finding that balance of expression with other people, which is a typical area that vulnerability comes up, although it can come up in non-social ways as well. There can be the vulnerability of 
just recognizing certain aspects of your life and you know facing them the vulnerability of uh, addressing certain challenges or difficulties that are there all of these involve a kind of a self-honesty I suppose in that moment but it's a really powerful and really useful thing it's a massive topic area so you probably can never define it fully in one sitting but if you have this idea of the barriers and you're thinking of managing them as a verb in other words we don't just have them closed or open but it's more the sense of well, to what extent should I be open and honest with the environment? And what degree do I need to you know, maybe stop and maybe this isn't the right moment? And you practice a little bit of each. And then, like learning to walk or learning to dance, it's amazing how fluid you can be in knowing the right moment for things. But imagine learning to walk or learning to dance without ever walking or dancing. You need a bit of vulnerability to learn when to do it and when not to do it takes a little bit of practice. You may wobble a bit, but you're probably going to gain much more than you're going to lose. It's very beneficial. All right, over in the comments, Patricia says, hey, and Bridget, hey, Bridget, says, well said regarding the barriers. Yeah, it's an important topic area. It really is. And uh, like so many of these things, the problem is uh, kind of the invisibility of it, I think, you know, because we don't tend to necessarily think about the barriers or visualize them as barriers too much. We have these feelings, which maybe we pull back from. Again, it's not that that's a bad thing. It can be well worth pulling back. Sometimes sometimes we need to actually put up more barriers, you know, in certain situations. Being good at saying no, being good at holding back, being good at retreating. But then maybe in other situations, we need to push forward or open up a good bit more. So it's, it's, it's how can you even put it into words? It's a hard thing to put it into words. But like language, you know, how do we learn to speak? How do we know what word to say when? It's incredible. You couldn't do it consciously and intellectually if you tried. But as you practice it, somehow we figure it out. Kids, you can't stop them talking, you know, so we're able to do it. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf or on JFL.com.